One is that I'm not always right. I like to believe I am. Say but again. <laughs> and neither are you. Ooh. I know. Welcome back to Life with Gains podcast. I'm Emmanuel. And I'm Esther. Uh, we always start off with the best thing I heard this week. So, Esther, what's the best thing you heard this week? The best thing I heard, honestly, was just music. There was different genres of music that um, somebody recommended to me, and then you were also playing that just had like a really good vibe to it. I don't mm. know names, <laughs> <laughs> but it was just really, it was cool. We had good music at work, which is odd, um, but it was after hours. And um, I'm a music person, and I, I just appreciated music this week. I don't know. Yeah. What about you? Best thing you heard this week? Best thing I heard this week was uh, an album by PJ Morton. Mm. Um, I know we had um, gotten hooked on his last mm-hmm. live album uh, that was super dope. Uh, but he just put out another one called Paul, and it's just amazing musically. Um, the message, you can vibe with it. Uh, it's just one you just put in and just listen to every track. Um, so, yeah, so there's been some good music put out this week. So he put out a new album. Mm-hmm. Um, What's Your Girl? Um, uh, what's the Tori word? Kelly. Yes. But that came out like a week ago, two weeks ago. Yeah, but it's still new to us. If oh, you didn't yeah, hear it before. Yeah. I haven't listened um, to the whole thing, honestly. Yes, yeah, Tori Kelly has new music. Um, still been listening to Tobet, Tobat, Toby in, <laughs> in Guiwe. I probably butchered that, but I still like his music. Um, and he's on PJ Morton's album as well. So oh, what's really the girl good collab. On, the girl on um, Tiny Desk that you played the other night. She was good too. Oh, uh, Georgia Smith. Mm-hmm. I think she's out of the UK. Um, actually, Nay put me on to her. Uh, well, she didn't put me on to her, but she had posted about her on IG yeah. a while back. And I had started listening to her. Um, so... Shout out to good music. It's always helpful and relaxing or sometimes hype, depending on your mood. So if y'all looking for some good music, uh, check out PJ Morton. Check out um, Georgia Smith. Check out Tori Kelly. And there's probably a bunch of other ones out there. Toby. Toby. All right, guys. So today's episode, um, we are just going to talk about life for a little bit. Um and if you guys listened, uh, episode 14, we talked about our road trip uh, to Indy and everything that happened before, during and after the trip. Um, and I wish I could say that that was uh, the end of car stories and car trouble, <laughs> um, but it wasn't. So this last month and a half has been quite the faith journey. Has it been um, a month and a half? That was the beginning of July. We are now mid-August. Mm. So, yeah. Mm. yeah. It's been going on. Um, but today we wanted to just talk about building a history with God together. Um, and kind of what I mean by that is um, 
like when you are when you have a history with somebody, whether it's your friend, your spouse, your God, um, you come to trust them. Right. Even when you don't understand everything that's going on, um, if they tell you that such and such, they're going to do such and such. Um, there is a built in trust when you've built history, when they have proven themselves faithful over time. Um, and as a married couple, it's important, especially as well as believers, um, to build that history with God together to where it's not just one person um, making all of the kind of faith filled decisions or um, completely leading the family, but Mm -hmm. the two walking together on this journey um, through the good and the bad and seeing God um, show up at every turn. And so we're just going to kind of talk about a little bit of our story and just kind of things that we have learned um, over the course of these almost 10 years now. So most recently, um, I was on the way back from a poetry show in uh, Durham, which is like 40, 45 minutes away. Um, So drove down there in the Honda and uh, good old Gigi. We made it down there safe and sound. There were no issues. No um, AC either. Yeah, no AC. <laughs> um, and it was storming, so I had to roll the windows up and just melt in a little bit. Um, but praise the Lord for a paid-off car. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I guess to rewind a little bit, we had gotten, what did we get done? The catalytic uh, converter mm-hmm. uh, done earlier this week. Um, on the car so it could pass the state inspection Mm -hmm. um, that's due at the end of the month. Uh, So we got that done and then everything was working fine. Get on the road to go to Durham. Everything's fine. On the way back, um, going to get something to eat for me and my boo. And as I'm on the highway, like, you know, I promise you, it felt like the car was possessed. Because like light started flickering like in the dash and I was listening to music on the radio and it just started like distorting the music oh and gosh. like it was just it was just you a whole lot going on. No, I did I just remember it. Um but yeah, so like it just seemed like something took over the car. Um but it was basically slowly dying. Um so I was able to get to an exit and um as soon as I got to the exit, um, I tried to turn because there's a gas station right across the street. Um, couldn't even make it. Couldn't even make the turn. Um, I went to push on the gas and the car just died. Mm. Um, like all power, battery, everything <laughs> just went out. And I was like, ah, why? Um, and I called Esther and I was like, Esther, I think Gigi's dead. And I was hot. Because we had just taken it to the. Yeah, and this is. I know the day before. Uh, Was it? Car was serviced on. No, it was Tuesday. That's right, because we didn't pick it up till. No. Yeah, we dropped it off. I don't know. Yeah, it it was. I was. The same week. Yeah, Yeah. because it was like take the car to the shop, get it fixed. And then Bam, very soon after breaks. something else happens. Just like it did with the van. Yeah, like conspiracy God. theory all up in there. Yes, Esther was uh <laughs> she's been adamant that 
the shop that we took it to that they'd be messing up our cars and <sighs> stuff like that. Um, but so the car died. Um, so I'm stuck on the side of the road. Um, long story short, get it all sorted out, get it towed to the shop. Um, and basically the alternator went out and that also killed the battery. Um, so in one week, uh, we had catalytic converter, alternator, battery, same car. Um, and it was, I don't know, last night, like after it happened, I was honestly surprised by, um, the calmness or lack of anxiety I heard in your voice, like throughout the whole mm. night. Um, like I think the only part where I heard like a frustration was having to get the kids out of bed to come and pick me up. <laughs> um, but like everything with the car, like I was surprised that there wasn't a lot more angst in, in your voice or in your, in the conversation. It was when you um, first called me. Yeah. I think we initially were going tit for tat. But like, I mean, like, especially like by the time we got home, like, cause oh. as we're figuring all this stuff out, like in my head, I'm like, all right, there goes my night. Like I, cause we had, it's been a hectic week and mm-hmm. I look forward to us being able to sit down, have dinner, relax, mm-hmm. do what grown folks do. Um, but I was like, well, that just went out the window. Mm. Mind you, I was on my way to pick up food. So yeah, I had to we fix couldn't that even, too. yeah, it took us an hour and a half to actually get our food. Um, but yeah, so just being, um, surprised and kind of taken back that you were so chill, mm. like by the time we got home with everything. Um, and in the midst of all that, um, I called, um, and got some wisdom, uh, from an older father, um and like he just just I just wanted a sounding board and talk through it with him um he gave me some wisdom and wait so, an older father your dad yes my dad oh my why did you just say that <laughs> you make it sound like he's a stranger no just a mentor my oh, deity okay. so I call my deity um and just use him as a sounding board to talk through it um and he helped me kind of figure out what would be best for our family. Um, Cause once again, like we're weighing like, all right, do we just chuck the deuces and buy a new car? Mm-hmm. But if that means that we'd have to pull a kid out of school and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so ended up um, finding a shop that would do it. And um, once again, it's being taken care of. Not out of our pockets. Um, So once again, someone else has picked up the tab to get our car fixed. Um, At least the majority of it. Yeah. And like I had found out um, just before you were starting work today and I was I started texting you, but I was like, I'm not going to send this. Um, I'll wait till you get home to tell you Um, just because like. One, I thought about the possibility of um, repeating uh, when you found out in the mountains. Oh, me and crying. crying. <laughs> um, and then two, like just letting, because I think when we let, or when you left, there was some tension between you and I, um, just with 
the decision that needed to be made with where it was going to get fixed, how it was going to get fixed. I don't think there uh, was tension because I don't feel like we were on the opposite sides. I felt there was just too many options and not enough resources to pick on. So I was more so frustrated with just the situation. Like, why are we here? At the same time, I was kind of like, I don't know, maybe in loopy land. I don't know. (laughs) Okay. Well, yeah, so I guess that's good to know. Um, Because I just felt like there was some tension and I guess so there was tension just not between you and I just with this situation yeah okay um and so as we are as we sat down and talked about it after she got home from work um like the one thing that I told her and I told um another brother that I talked to earlier today um just talking to him about the situation I was like only thing I keep saying is God got us Mm. like there's been multiple things that happen even between July 4th and this weekend um, where we've seen just this reality that like God got us. Mm-hmm. Um, and just once again, like it's another marker in our marriage journey and our family um, where we're just building a history with God, where we're seeing his faithfulness and it's helping us to grow together. Um, because I feel like this was, um, easier to wrap our heads around in light of what we just went through a month and a half ago. And that's a no way to say that it was easy to wrap our heads around it. Cause, uh, I mean, once again, like having to figure out the money and everything else. Um, but like knowing, like we just saw God take care of this in the van and here we are again and like it's another opportunity for him to show himself in whatever way he chooses Mm -hmm. um and it doesn't always like god is not less faithful if we would have had to put this on a credit card and pay for it ourselves like he's no less faithful um so i don't want to get it confused that like god has only seen us faithful when somebody else picks up the tab and it's not coming out of your pocket. But like, no, like God is faithful when you look at, you know, the big picture, like once again, like where he allowed the car to break down, when he allowed it to break down. Um, I mean, just so many little things that we see God's faithfulness in, um, in this story and in our marriage. Uh, So I think it's important to note those things. And building a history with God together, um, one way, one practical way that that looks is praying and talking through things together um, and just bringing both spouses into the story. Um, Like, because if we haven't learned nothing else, like we've learned the need to like just be still and pray um, when something like this is going on. Or even after the fact, um, having to just sit before the Lord and repent for not praying, not going to him Mm -hmm. immediately. Um, But like learning to do that together. And I think we're still learning that Mm -hmm. of, because I think we individually pray um, and try to figure or 
try to hear the right. Lord's voice, uh, but even more so praying together, talking through it together um, and realizing that like your spouse is not your enemy when you're going through um, these challenges where your faith is being tested, um, where stuff just isn't going right. Like understanding like your your spouse is not your enemy. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Yes. I know that's not like the contextual meaning of that maybe, but I think that's a good reminder when these situations come up and you want to get frustrated at the person that's in front of you Mm. because they're in this situation with you. And the reality is it's not the person, it's just the situation. (laughs) Like it's circumstances. And so, um, what's it called? Readjusting. Is that what they do with your eyes? They readjust Mm. or dilate, whatever they, it's just your perspective has to shift, but you have to be still in that moment, like we said in another episode, be slow to speak, be slow to get angry um, so that you can be like, okay, we're, we're on the same team. We can do this. Right. And it doesn't even mean that you're always on the same page. Right. right. You could be on separate pages, but if like if God's word is the final authority, if you guys have made a commitment to trust God and put God in the midst of, uh, in the midst of your marriage, then at the end of the day, like you can find agreement in that. Um, you can find compromise in that. Cause one thing that I found oftentimes is, um, one is that I'm not always right. I like to believe I am. Say but it again. <laughs> and neither are you. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. I know. Uh, but yeah, like understanding, like you're not always right. Like you don't always have the best idea. Um, I know we like to think that we do and uh, think we're the smartest one in the room. But like in marriage, it often doesn't work that way. It often works in where something that. I bring to the table somehow connects with something Esther brings to the table and God uses part of both of those ideas to bring forth his plan or his purpose or whatever um, is going on. Mm. Um, So like understanding, like there's going to be some compromise and sometimes there's going to be, especially as the husband, there'll be times where like you have to make a decision where, like one, I think we've talked about this before. Um, like if your aim is to honor God and please God, um, and walk in humility, then you understand the weight of your decisions and you're not lording your leadership over your spouse. Um, but there are some times when you have to make the decision to do this, go there, buy this, not buy that. Um, and, trust that God is working in your wife's heart to trust and follow you. Um, Cause there've been times where like I transitioned from churches transition was, from church. Yeah. That was one where I had nothing, <laughs> but you had re- like received clear direction from God. Mm. Um, and I trusted it. Yeah. And I think that built, 
both of our faiths mm-hmm. and um especially like for me um wanting to make sure that I am leading in a way that makes following easy um when I'm able to make um these godly decisions and see like okay like I was following God and you're able to see that and agree mm-hmm. um like it makes it that much more easy to humbly lead um and humbly follow the Lord as he leads um but it it requires humility and understanding like we're in this together after this situation blows over we're still partners we're still on the same team we're still married exactly like so don't let a situation end a marriage like and within the context of this discussion Mm -hmm. it's not to say that you know some situations may cause for that um but yeah so just understanding your spouse is not your enemy um i think the one of the other things that has really helped us um, in building a history with God is remembering his past faithfulness and reminding each other of that. Um, like Psalms 103, I heard it um, just recently. Someone was sharing it um, where it talks about bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Um, like the Psalms and the scripture is full of don't forget always remember, be reminded, um, because like we are prone to forget what God has done. Um, and even, uh, Psalm 78 paints this picture of, um, the necessity to remember what God has done and the necessity to remind the next generation of what God has done. Psalm 77. 78. Oh. What, 77 say something too? That's the one we studied Sunday. It was like, woe is me here in my circumstances, questions to God, and then wait a minute, snap out of it, remember. Mm. Yeah. So I guess it just continues in yeah. 78. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so then it goes on to paint this picture of um, the people of Israel constantly forgetting, like it gives this laundry list of all that God has done, and then it goes on to talk about how like, the people forgot and went and rebelled and did their own thing. Um, and then God in his mercy remembered that they are but flesh and so on and so forth. Mm. Um, so like it is necessary within marriage to remember what God has done, um, in seasons of difficulty, whether it's financial, um, whether it's just in peace, whether it's in your sexual relationship, um, in your parenting, like just remembering like where we've seen God show himself faithful in the past um, and remembering those things and knowing that the God we serve doesn't change. Like he was just as faithful in that first year of marriage when things were horrible and hard, but God gave us the grace to go through it. Um, that same faithfulness, the same faithful God that was there in year one is still here in year nine. Um, so just being reminded of that, like it's critical um, so that you don't have an anxious heart in making decisions um, in 
leading your spouse and walking through life together um, because you see like God has been faithful every step of the way so we can continue to trust that he'll continue to be faithful. And I think that's why I told you earlier I needed to go back and journal. Like I journal, I've been getting more intentional about journaling in the kids' journals, like going back to those, but not so much a personal journal. Um, Just as I've been, I don't know, cleaning house and getting rid of stuff, I've like caught some pages from times past where God did things and um, we were able to give to people and just different things like that. And so it was a reminder of like one of our family values to give. Mm -hmm. And I feel like in this time period, I do need to like take these last, what, six weeks and journal. So I, when I forget quote unquote, I can go back and remember, which makes sense as to why I think it's in Deuteronomy when the children ask, like, what mean these stones? You know, today it would be like, mommy, what is this journal talk about? Or what is, what are you saying? Like, is being able to tell them, like, back in 2019, like, God provided for us on the side of the mountain, on the side of the road. Um, and because he did then, we trust and believe that he will now or again. Yeah. And so again, you're even they have an experience, they receive they're receiving like the insight and a fact that God is faithful because he was faithful to my parents. He can be faithful to me as a believer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think um, when we were talking earlier, um, just kind of brainstorming, even just reflecting on uh, recent events, um, we had kind of talked about um, just some practical things of what has helped us um, in seasons like this, uh, whether it's uh, having to let go of stuff, losing stuff, um, whatever. Um, and I think one thing that we had both agreed on, um, was like the necessity to not hold on to things Mm -hmm. too tightly. Mm -hmm. Um, like for me, that was, um, that was one thing that has helped me because it's been a part of my personal story. Um, and like the fact that, um, prior to Esther and I getting married, like there was a season where I was homeless and all of this stuff that, I had um, was pretty much gone. Like I had nowhere to put it. So it just got left or given away or sold or whatever. Um, And so I knew what it felt like to lose it. Um, So I didn't like even today, like I don't fear losing stuff because I've lost stuff in the past and I'm still here. Like it wasn't the end of the world when I lost it. Um, I think I told you too, like that is, for some people, the opposite, because they've lost due to a fire, due to circumstances, they fear losing again, so they become hoardful or like they keep or they hold on, whether it's their kids, they've lost one kid, so they hold on tight to the other kid, mm-hmm. 
or they lost one car, so they hold on tight to the other car, whatever it is. So like, I feel like it can go to two different extremes. Yeah. Um, and in those, in that other extreme, it's really necessary even more to be like, let's go back to that experience and let's see like, what is of more value, the people in your lives or the things? Like what has been more beneficial? So that then you can see like, okay, those things are replaceable. Yeah. And they have seasons. There's a beginning and an end and it's going to be okay. Yeah. yeah. There's always a season. Like we've gone through seasons of having to cut away and having to let things go, having to let sometimes relationships go, mm-hmm. um, having to let cars go. I still miss Humble Beast. Um, <laughs> but there was a need to let that go, let those things go. Um, and even, uh, just remember like the conversation I was having, um, this morning, um, like they were, they were saying that like, God could be taking you through this to prepare you for something greater. And if we are holding too tightly onto things, if we're holding too tightly onto, I want this done my way, Mm-hmm. Um, then we could be holding ourselves back from receiving what God is trying to give us. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like, I feel like it helps us. Um, it helps me in these seasons um, to hold on to things loosely because as much as I may love these things and desire these things, um, the minute that I'm unwilling to let them go is the minute that one, they become an idol and mm-hmm. two, I I could be potentially missing what God is trying to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so like by trying to figure out how we are going to get these car fixed and how we are going to pay for it um, and just staying within our bubble, not right. being willing to reach out and seek wisdom, seek guidance, um, like we could have missed what God was trying to do right. in this situation. Um, so like even like holding too tightly onto your marriage and saying this is just our marriage, like nobody else gets to come in and speak into or help or uh, give guidance or wisdom in our marriage. Like we're just going to figure out it's just you and me. Um, but being willing to say no, like, we need the body. Mm-hmm. Like at the end of the day, like we are believers. So we need the body of believers within our marriage to help us flourish and become all that God would have us to be. Um, so just the importance of not holding too tightly onto things on our ideas, um, on the way that we feel like things should go. Um, Cause at the end of the day, like God is in control. If he wants it, he'll snatch it. Regardless if you open your hand or not, uh, you're not stronger than God. So if we could offer um, any encouragement to um, not just the married couples that listen to the podcast, but even to um, our single friends, um, it's to like start like Esther mentioned earlier, like start journaling um, these moments and that you have with God where you see where you see his faithfulness, um, where you see him answering prayer, um, where you see things being ripped away, but there's still um, this un, um, unexpected peace, like knowing that like God is right there in the midst of it. 
Um, it doesn't even have to be a journal. I think about the list that you made when we talked about before we bought this house. Oh, yeah. And you, it was on a random piece of paper, and you kept that random piece of paper, and you framed it. Yep, hanging in my office to this day. Yeah. So even just some type of memento as a reminder of, God, this is what you did then. This is all you. And because... I see this now and I remember and I have faith now. Yeah. Yeah. So just having some way to remind yourselves what God has done. Um, And as married couples, like understand your spouse is not your enemy in these situations. Um, You two are working together. Um, Understanding like marriage is a sanctifier. Family is a sanctifier. Um, So there will be tension at times, but at the end of the day, like, understand God is trying to make each individual more like him. He's trying to make your marriage reflect Christ and his church. Um, And so that goes with being able to go through rough seasons, being able to go through dry seasons, being able to go through seasons of abundance and seasons of loss. Um, Like all of that is wrapped within the marriage journey. Mm -hmm. Um, But God is in the midst of it. If we, simply open our eyes and step back and see, be willing to see um, God's fingerprint amidst all of this that's going on. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, so God, like, build your history with God as a married couple, as singles, um, and share it with somebody. Share it with your kids, um, either now or when you have kids. Um, Bring them into the story. Help them to see the God of their parents, the God of their father, the God of their mother, um, that they too might know him one day. Um, so yeah, so that's our encouragement this week. Um, be sure to follow us on Instagram. Uh, you can follow me at life with underscore Emmanuel. And you can follow me at two aiming for arrows, the number two, the number four. You can follow the Instagram page at Life With Gains Podcast. Uh, be sure to subscribe to our podcast if you haven't already. Uh, if you're a listener on iTunes or on Anchor, uh, be sure to leave us a comment, leave us a rating. Uh, five stars is preferred because um, we feel like we are giving you guys some good stuff. <laughs> um, if we're not, shoot us a message. Um, let us know how we're doing, give us some feedback. Um, let us know, you know, if there's something you would like to hear part of our story that you would like to hear, uh, let us know and we may talk about it. Uh, but if there's nothing else, I messed it up. So on (laughs) that note, I'm Emmanuel. And I'm Esther. Join us next time as together we shuffle through this crazy life with games.